Hello and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I am so excited for this episode. So this episode is all about the sacred sexual priestess. I'm going to be talking about what I've learned, how I've really been drawn to and connected to this archetype. Um, This content might be completely new for you. And so if it is, hold on to your panties if you're wearing any. It might be kind of familiar. You might have like heard the term kind of thrown around here and there. You might be interested. You might already feel activated in this archetype in your own life. But no matter what the deal is, where you're at, I'm so excited. So as you may or may not know, I grew up attending Catholic school. So I went through 10 years of Catholic school. Now, I did not grow up in a very religious household. So my father was Irish Catholic. He went to Catholic school his entire life. And my mother was Italian Catholic on one side and on her maternal side, um, I think there was like a variety of religions going on there. So we, growing up, like we attended church pretty regularly, I think mainly because we went to Catholic school, right? So as part of the school community, the, you know, church community, it was all one in the same. And when I say went to Catholic school, I mean, like I was an altar server. We're talking five days of religion class every week we're talking right nine months a year ten for 10 years like in school we had monthly sometimes weekly masses we would um you know obviously it was heavy purity culture abstinence only health education like everything and everything you would think of for catholic schooling that was my experience nuns as the principal, like blah, blah, blah. And when I look back over my life, when I was younger, I really wanted to be this like devout Catholic. I remember there were times in my young, like elementary, maybe middle school years where I was the one like telling my family, like, no, we have to go to church. And there was a short time in my life where I thought I would become a nun. Um, And when I look back over my life, I see what I call the red roses. Now, a red rose is a symbol for Mary Magdalene and slash or the divine feminine. So when I say look back over my life and I see these red roses, to me, they're like points where it's like, wow, I have always been... (laughs) essentially a sacred sexual priestess, but I didn't have the framework for it. So there were moments of time where there's this connection to the divine feminine, but I didn't realize till way later. And to me, the desire to be a very devout Catholic or the, the notion, the thought of becoming a nun was one of those red roses. It was really my priestess archetype, this like priestess essence being activated, but not having the avenue to truly like go down and just trying to apply it to the framework that I had at the time. So anyways, I go through 10 years of Catholic school. I actually transferred high schools my junior year to a public school. 
Um, and, you know, around that time, shortly after that, I was just also kind of like, mm, I don't think the church is for me. Nah, no, thanks. Then I swung to the other end of the spectrum and was like, I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in nothing. And when my dad died, when I was 25, I was still very much in a space of like, I don't believe in God. Plus if he exists, like fuck him. I'm really fucking mad at him. And yet I wanted some kind of spiritual connection. I wanted, I wanted something, right? I wanted to believe that there was some kind of afterlife or that, you know, I, I was searching spiritually. So as I find myself in Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts back in 2013, yes, it has been almost a decade. And I started to learn about not just the feminine as in like, feminine essence and feminine energy and sensuality and sexuality, I started to learn about the divine feminine, which I had knew nothing about, right? Of course, I had heard of like God, Greek and Roman gods and goddesses, but of course, again, growing up, going to Catholic school was always framed as like bad, wrong, pagan, no thank you. And um, I didn't realize that just about every fucking culture and society up until uh, the church became or Catholicism became the religion of the Roman Empire, every fucking culture and society worshipped the goddess. I had no idea until 2013, right? And so I became addicted. Everything I was reading, learning, all of the courses I was taking, anything I could get my hands on was related to the feminine. And now again, because I didn't just learn about the feminine from a book, like I dove in head first, learning about uh, sensuality and sexual power as a woman and the divine feminine. So from the beginning, there was this merging of the divine feminine and the embodied feminine. And to me, that is what a sexual, sacred sexual priestess is. That is the archetype. And I remember, you know, early on 2013, 2014, 2015, maybe learning about this concept of sacred sexual priestesses, that there were cultures and societies where not only did they have priestesses, but they had specific priestesses that used sex alchemy and like tantric practices to heal people. And that this like idea that sexuality was sacred was so foreign to me, so opposite of everything I had ever learned, but it felt so right and so truthful. And me being the giant nerd that I am, and like when I learn something or hear something, I want to watch a documentary about it, or I want to get a book on it. I could not find like anything on sacred sexual priestesses as a whole. And then I started learning about the goddess Isis, the Egyptian goddess, and how she, her priestesses were sacred sexual priestesses. And then in all of this as well, I continually came back to Mary Magdalene because again, growing up, I learned she was a prostitute. Now, which this is ironic to me that I learned in the nineties that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute when the Catholic church ruled that back in the sixties 
you know. Um, and so I grew up thinking and learning Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, dirty, shameful, don't be that, try and be this perfect virginal woman, aka not human, have no desire, no sense of your body, no sensuality, no sexuality, right? And so when I learned about Mary Magdalene and learned that she was a sacred sexual priestess coming from the Isis lineage, so was the Virgin Mary. That's a whole other podcast episode. Um, it Again, it was like I found so much comfort and refuge in continually coming back to and connecting to Mary Magdalene. Because to me, she was the embodiment of all of this. Like, she was, she was always there, but everything I learned about her was wrong, right? Sexuality was always there, but everything I learned about it was wrong. My inner priestess was always there, but everything I learned about what it meant to be devout or spiritual or good was wrong. And I think that I continually felt so pulled to this archetype of a sacred sexual priestess because it felt so taboo, so against everything I learned, but like so right at the same time. So as I ventured deeper and deeper into this archetype, I would have, you know, I'd do like shamanic journeys at different things and Mary Magdalene would be my guide. Or I would go into jaded and self-pleasuring and I would have past life um, memories of being a high priestess of Isis, right? And so I know, and then at the same time, I would leave those experiences and think I was crazy, think I made it up, think all of the things that we're taught to believe about our intuitive and psychic gifts. And for years, I have done so much sacred sexual priestess work in my own life. It's like daily, almost daily practices and rituals. And last year, as I was getting ready to go to Rome um, or go to Europe in the summer, and I spent a lot of that time in Rome, it was very clear to me that one of the next things that I was going to do, the next big thing that I was going to create was essentially a sacred sexual priestess training. And I've been hesitant to call it that because at the end of the day, the women that go through Sovereign, you can call yourself a priestess or not. You can call yourself a witch or not. You can call yourself a healer or not, a shaman or not. At the end of the day, this is truly for the woman and and geared towards the woman, the leader, who knows that you are meant to have a massive fucking impact in the world and who wants to be initiated in into deeper feminine arts, mysteries, rituals, ancient feminine wisdom in a sacred container, in a sense of sisterhood. And here's the best part about Sovereign is we have three retreats, all of which occur on sacred ground. So the first one is occurring on an island that used to only be inhabited by priestesses. The second one is occurring at Mary Magdalene's cave 
in southern France, and the third one is occurring in Greece. Because Sovereign is about this mergence, being a sacred sexual priestess is about this mergence of the divine feminine and the embodied feminine. And to me, one way to really get this energetically in our bodies, intellectually, all the things is to go to these places. So to me, chances are you either are a sacred sexual priestess, want to be, or just the essence of being a woman who is fully in her body, fully sexually expressed, and deeply spiritual, that finds the divine within the body, within sex, within the material world. What I see so much is this notion and idea of spirituality, even the divine feminine, coming from the framework of Western patriarchal religion, which is in order to, to connect to the divine, it's up and out of the body. And it's typically through someone or something else. The divine feminine is about going within the body, going into the body, forging that connection to pussy into your sexuality, being grounded in your humanness and knowing that that humanness, all of it is also divine. And so for me, I think one of the main, a huge reason why I've like really resisted calling myself a sacred sexual priestess, even talking about sacred sexual priestess work is one Catholic, duh, like Catholic background. It's the fact that I um, still live in the city that I grew up in. I mean, I left for like a decade and came back, but the majority of my family is Catholic and practicing Catholic. Um, a lot of people I'm connected to in on social media are from, you know, grade school, high school, their parents like ran into a couple a while ago and they're like parents of a girl that went to Catholic grade school with my brother. And one of them was like, how's your business? And their partner was like, oh my God, I'll have to follow you, right? And I was like, okay, please don't. <laughs> um, and so to be completely honest and blunt, it's like I've already been shamed, criticized, judged, heard awful things from family members about what I do. I've already been shamed, judged, criticized from people from my past. You know what I mean? And that's true for everybody. But I think especially as someone who grew up in Catholic schooling and with that, like we're talking Irish Catholic as far back as anybody can remember on my dad's side, Italian Catholic as far back as anybody can remember on my mom's side, right? Like this stuff is so deeply entrenched in my cells and my nervous system. So one, that's been a fear. And two, I've had to do a lot of reconciling with who I see as like a woman, like a spiritual woman. And in no way, shape or form is this a judgment. But when I used to, and even to a degree still think of like, oh, a spiritual leader who's a woman, she's like gray, stringy, dry hair, no makeup. And if it's like divine feminine goddess related, she's probably not wearing a bra. 
she's wearing like ill-fitting clothing she drinks tea she lives in a really tiny house like probably has a garden um rides a bike has a cat and again not a judgment right but that's the archetype now ironically that's also kind of like what we're told witches are from like children's books and I obviously very like very clearly see the connection and the typecasting here but for me in my reverence of the divine feminine my devotion to sacred sexuality and being a sacred sexual priestess it is also deeply entrenched in the material world in luxury in having wealth and knowing that I'm so fully fucking financially supported and being able to do good shit with money and give in ways that feel amazing for me and you know, so there's been this resistance too, like, well, I don't want to call myself this thing because then I have to be something I'm not. And to me, again, the reconciliation that I've continually had to do within myself is like my sacred sexual priestess work, my version of, or my delivering of Mary Magdalene's teachings and the downloads and the channelings that I get from her come through me for a specific reason. And that includes the luxury, the glamour, the travel element, you know, because again, it's like sovereign is like, I did a post before calling it like the priestess in Prada. Like it's for the woman who loves glamour, luxury, travel, and is deeply spiritual or wants to evolve more deeply in her own spirituality and her own connection to the divine feminine. And, you know, I could do so many episodes and I probably will around sacred sexual priestesses. Um, But if you're interested in learning more, there's two things that you can look into right now. One, you can sign up for the Red Temple, which is a sacred sexual priestess initiation. It's free um, and it's happening live January 25th. And you can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash the Red Temple event. All one word. Link is also in the show notes. And if you know that you want to be in Sovereign, you want to more deeply explore your own sacred sexual priestess or whatever that feminine archetype looks like for you that is the emergence of the divine feminine and the embodied feminine, shoot me a message on social media or go to themagneticwoman.com backslash Sovereign. That is the sacred invitations page where the, all of the info is there. And if you join before February 1st, you, I'm actually going to be taking care of your accommodations for our first retreat, which is happening at the end of February. And you'll be staying with me in the like villa that um, I have for our retreat on an island that was inhabited by priestesses. I think and I have found that so many women are longing for, are craving, are desiring, yes, a connection to the divine feminine, but also this like 
sexual sovereignty, sexual agency, sexual empowerment. And quite frankly, in my opinion, you cannot be the leader that you're meant to be until you heal, embrace, and celebrate your sexuality because you cannot be your fullest expression if that part of you is still relegated to the shadows, is still locked up, is still shrouded in puritanical beliefs, purity culture, religious conditioning. And when I'm recording this, which is the end of January 2022, you know, we're coming up on about two years of like the global pandemic that is COVID. What humanity, what people want has vastly changed over the last two years. We want connection to other people. We want this authenticity. We want, you know, depth and vulnerability and and truth, right? Like the age of the guru is over. And so while yes, I'm here to lead sovereign. It's about you developing your own embodied feminine leadership. So I really hope that you'll join me in either the Red Temple or Sovereign. And if you are interested in something in in a similar vein, but a little bit more sexy and less priestessy, I have recently put out a bundle called the Bombshell Bundle, and it's all about activating your natural sexiness and navigating the world in your feminine power. And you can go to themagneticwoman.com backslash bundle, and that's only going to be available for five days. So if you're listening to this podcast episode after the end of January, chances are the bundle's not available. But if you want more information, just shoot me a message. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what this episode brought up for you. If it was new information for you, if you had any realizations or ahas, feel free to message me on social media. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do subscribe. Leave me a review. That helps more women see this podcast. And feel free to share it on your social media. Tag me. I always repost when people share. So with that, my loves, I will see you soon.